Sota Perkei Mishnah Base 5.2. Um, here we are going off topic. Since in the previous Mishnah we talked about um, unusual, and I guess I'll call them controversial, not lalacha drushes of Rabbi Akiva, we have now some other drushes Rabbi Akiva made. Um, the lach will not like be like him again, um, but uh, we're going on the topic here. And this is talking here about uh, halacha and tuman tahara. So the Mishnah starts out by saying, Bova yom darsh Rabbi Akiva. On that day, Rabbi Kiva made the following drasha. Now, which day are we talking about? This is a reference to um, a story that happened in, uh, as told in Mesechus Brachas, Daf where Rabbi Gamliel had uh, been very difficult on Rabbi Yeshua a number of times, three different times, and essentially the Talmidim mutinied. They rebelled and, and deposed him as the as the Nasi. Ultimately, they chose to put um, Rabbi Elizabeth Nazaria as the replacement Nasi for a time until later on in the story um, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamil do reconcile and uh, after that Rabbi Gamil's return to being the Nasi and they sort of he shares the position to some degree with Lesbian Azari. In any case, um, while Rabbi Gamil had been the Nasi prior to his being deposed, so he had a strict policy, almost what you might call like an elitist policy, where he only let people who are Toho Kabaro, who are through and through, um, you know, tzaddikim, they're the ones who are allowed to participate in the discussion of the base of Midrash there, and they excluded other people who were still, you know, on the way on the way in life. So when Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah became the Nasi, so he, he was a young man, he was 18 according to Bali, or 16 according to Yushalmi, and he essentially opened the doors to whoever wanted to learn, and that day there was this incredible flourishing of, of Torah um, creativity, as well as sort of a, a broadening of the base of the Masora, and as much as people who, you know, from other walks of life came and, and retold their experiences or their Masora, their traditions. And Bozohol Masechus Edius devoted to what went on in that time, and there are other Gemaras and Mishnayas throughout Shas, where they talk about Boba Yom on that day, that day referring to this this time. Um, it seems that, uh, let's say from Doris Horashonim, for example, that um, all the expression, although the expression Boba Yo means on that day, like a particular one day, um, it seems that this was actually an extended period of time, much more than a single day, but it's like a single time period um, when they had this initial policy and that facilitated this, you know, this flourishing of Torah creativity. So here we're saying that Boba uh, Yo on that day, Darsha Bekiva, Bekiva made the following drasha, his innovation. Now his innovation here of this drasha is technical, as I guess drushers always are, and it's referring to the way in which Tuma is transferred. So just a super brief reminder. Um, there are a number of different sources in the Torah of Tuma, 11 by my count, um, original sources, starting positions, and those are Avos Tuma. There are more than 11 Avos Tuma, but they're, in any case, an Av is a source of Tuma, the parent, if you will, which can have Children, which are like a one degree removed from the original source. So if, if an Av, let's say a dead rat, conveys its Tuma to a loaf of bread, so um, the loaf of bread would become a Risha on the Tuma. If a dead rat would, say, transfer its Tuma to a knife, the knife would become a Risha, and if the knife was used to cut the bread, then the bread would become a Shani, a second degree Tuma. Tell me thing. Now, um, According to Halacha, not according to our Mishnah, but La Halacha, we say that um, there are four, there, everyone agrees with this sentence, there are four categories, 
of recipients of tuma. Adam, people, Jewish people, kalim, utensils that are set with tuma, ochlin, food, and mashkin, drink. Okay? So now, um, Adam and kalim, people and utensils, only can receive tuma and become tame from an avatuma. Meaning if the dead rat touched the knife, which became a rishon, and that knife then touches a person or touches a spoon, both the person and the spoon remain tower because the knife was not a av, it's just a rishon. Okay? In contrast, ochlin um, and food and drink, um, can become a sheni. So if that rishon knife touches the, cuts the bread, the bread becomes a sheni. Okay? Now when it comes to chulin, uh, non-consecrated foods, generic foods, so that's where it ends, at sheni. That's the halacha. Our Gemara, is, our Mishnah here is going to say that Rabbi Akiva held that chulin can become not only a sheni, but even a shlishi. A third degree removed, um, and um, he'll bring up he'll have a drasha a pasuk to teach that. The halach, however, is that normal foods cannot become a shlishi lituma. The third degree, just up the second, is as far as they go. However, truma, which is more sanctified food, the food for the kohen, like truma gadola or truma smeiser, um, as well as kadshim, sacrificial meat and menachos, can even become a revi, a fourth degree removed. Okay, but that's that's the halacha. But here, Rabbi Kiva is going to make an innovation that say not only um, can food become a sheni, but even a shlishi. Now, the basis that food becomes a sheni latuma is not explicit in the, any pasuk anywhere. It's based on a kol v'chomer. Okay, and as we'll see later on inside the Mishnah, uh, Rabbi Yochanan Manzake was afraid that since it's only a kol v'chomer, not explicit anywhere, people will neglect to realize that a food stuff can become a sheni, and when it touches truma. They'll think the truma is still tower. They won't make the truma puzzle, even though truma, which touches the sheni, is puzzle as a shlishi. Okay, he was concerned about that. Rabbi Akiva is going to make a drush that says, no, it can convey tuma. And in fact, um, not only can a chulin piece of bread become a sheni, it can even convey tuma to another chulin piece of cheese, whatever it is, to become a shlishi, even if it's not truma. That's Rabbi Akiva's drasha here and the shita. Okay, that's the sort of outside. Inside the Mishnah says, Bova Yom Darash Rabbi Kiva. On that day, Rabbi Kiva made the following drasha. The Pasuk says, this is the Pasuk of Yikra, Pasuk Perik Yud Aleph, Pasuk Laman Gimel, 1133. Vachol Kli when it comes to any, oh, I should have said this, I'm sorry. When, when we're talking now about um, earthenware utensils. So the Kli uh, like a flower pot or something. So, or teacup for that matter. Made out of fired clay. So the usual way in which tuma transfers to utensils, like the knife I talked about before, um, is through direct contact, maga. Okay, but exceptions to that rule is earthenware vessels. Earthenware vessels, like a flower pot, um, it's not direct contact that conveys tuma. In fact, if a dead rat touches the outside of a flower pot, it stays tower. It's the airspace, the toch. It's called in Hebrew, the toch, the airspace, within the earthenware utensil. This is unique again to just clay cheres to earthenware utensils. So if you have a flower pot and you dangle a dead rat inside the flower pot, although it doesn't touch the flower pot, the dead rat is the avatuma, and the flower pot becomes a rishon latuma. It becomes tummy. If there's something else in the airspace, let's say you dangle both a dead rat and a loaf of bread in the flower pot, so the dead rat is the av, that conveys through the airspace of the flower pot to the flower pot, making the flower pot a rishon. And then the airspace of the flower pot, which is tummy now as a rishon, will convey to the bread tuma, making the bread a sheni. Again, through the toch, through the airspace in the middle. Okay, that's peculiar to earthenware vessels. 
like a metal a metal bowl if you dangle a dead rat and a piece of bread inside the airspace nothing would happen no tomb would transfer okay but here Rabbi Kiva is talking about the Nidrasha on the Pasuk which says V'chol kli cheres asher yipol mehem if into any of a kli cheres they should fall the they is referring to previous Pasuk I'm referring to now we're talking about let's say the dead rat the source of Tuma the Sheretz El tocho into the earthenware vessels airspace kol asher besocho yitma whatever is inside the airspace shall become tummy. okay now Rabbi Kiva says, Eino Omer tame, but it doesn't say it becomes tame. It doesn't say that the bread inside the flower pot becomes tame if there's a dead rat there. No. Ela Yitma. It says with an extra yud there, it becomes tame. And then extra yud, Rabbi's darshing, it doesn't need to be there, like the vav of the previous Mishnah. So he says, it's as if it says Yitame, as if it says it conveys tuma, letame acherim, to convey tuma elsewhere. To like, let's say for meaning, Limed, it teaches you, al kikar sheni shemitame esashlishi. That if you have a loaf of bread, which is in the same airspace as the dead rat within the flower pot, the flower pot becomes the rishon from the dead rat through the airspace. The airspace of the flower pot conveys too much to the loaf of bread, making the loaf of bread into a sheni. And now, if you put the slice of cheese or the piece of meat or whatever it is on the bread, then that meat or cheese will become a shlishi even though we're talking about chulen cheese and chulen meat, okay? That's Rabbi Kiva's drasha from the extra yud when it says yitma, when it didn't need to say the yud, could, we could have managed out the yud there. Now, so that's his innovation, and that's his din, and that's that. Um, sort of the mission, so to speak, is over, um, so to speak, but it continues on here. Um, although the halach is not like Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Yehoshua says, I'm Rabbi Yehoshua, mi yigale afar me'enecha Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, which means, oh, if only Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai, if only you could have lived to see this day. Literally, yigale afar me'enecha means um, who can, like, you know, remove the dust from your eyes. But it's an idiom which refers to tchiasa mason, okay? Elsewhere in, in Shas. So the point is, if only Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai, you could sort of wake up from the dead and see this amazing day. Shahaisa Omer, because you used to say, you were afraid. Asidur acher, that you were afraid that in the future, a subsequent generation would come litaher kikar shlishi. That would, they would come and they would say, listen, if you have a loaf of bread, which is a truma loaf of bread, um, and it touched a sheni, then you're afraid in the future generation, they would say, listen, there's no such thing as a sheni latuma, there's no possible like that, and therefore the truma is not a shlish, the truma is tahor, and people eat it, and that's terrible. It's really a puzzle. It's not a valid truma, it's forbidden to be eaten as a shlishi. But you were afraid, since there's no explicit puzzle which says that foods become a sheni, people would end up eating puzzle truma. Because there's no verse in the Torah which says that the, there's such a thing as a second, let alone a third. But look what happened now. Good news. Akiva Talmidcha, your student Akiva, he's brought a Pasuk that shows a Josh which says that indeed it is Tame, meaning not only is Truma, that's a Shlishi Tame, but even Chulin, that's not Truma, can become a Shlishi and become Tame. Shnemar, as the Pasuk says, Kol Esher Besocho Yitma, because it says everything in that flower pot, yitma, doesn't just say it becomes time, but yitma can even convey tuma further into something to being a shlishi. So that is Rabbi Yeshua's comment over here. Now, um, again, the halach is not like this at all. Uh, just as far as housekeeping goes, 
Rabbi Akiva is referred to as Talmidcha, the student, your student of Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai. That's not precisely accurate. Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai famously had five students. Um, two of those included um, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua from the Mishnayos, who are prominently here. And those, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, were the Rabbeim, the teachers of Rabbi Akiva. So actually, Rabbi Akiva is like one generation removed, if you will, from Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai. But um, either just to give cover to Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai, I'm sort of ascribing him to being like the Rebbe, so to speak, of Rabbi Akiva, he was spoken this way. Or perhaps since Rabbi Yeshua is actually Rabbi Akiva's student, excuse me, Rabbi Yeshua is Rabbi Akiva's teacher, but if he would have said like, you know, your student's student, look what he did, that would sort of ascribing, be ascribing some kind of, you know, cover to himself which he didn't want to do. Whatever the case is, Rabbi Kiva wasn't actually directly a student of Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai. It's one step removed. But uh, he did bring a drasha, which would have, so to speak, um, alleviated, um, the, alleviated the fears of, of Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai um, if we accept the drasha. But again, the halacha doesn't follow this drasha whatsoever. The halacha is that uh, sheni food can never convey tuma to chulen, only to truma as a shlishi.